Hello, writers! This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, where we get you ready for November. I'm Christina Horner. I'm Liz Leo. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Christina and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. Christina, we did it. It's December 1st. Not gonna lie, it's my favorite day of the year. Oh, it's the best day. Don't you just feel like a whole load has been lifted off of your shoulders? This is like, it's like freedom. Which is so funny, because we are, <laughs> we do encourage you to do NaNoWriMo, but as we've often said, the best part about doing NaNoWriMo is having done NaNoWriMo. Yes. I like having done NaNoWriMo oh, way yes. more than I like doing NaNoWriMo. Um, but, you know, we're done. We've done it. I think there's some time to celebrate. I love it. I absolutely think there's time to celebrate. And, you know, regardless of whether or not you hit 50,000 words, you made an active choice to do something hard this year. And whether or not that panned out, that was so brave. Yeah. Also, to to be fair, most of the people in the community track NaNo not by how many times they've won it, but by how many times they've done it. Yes. I actually, that's a really good point. And I love that. Yeah. So be proud that you did NaNo this month. And you know know what? If you didn't and you've just been listening because you want to consider it next year, I'm proud of you that you listen to this podcast to get pumped up and are excited about writing. Love it. Totally. So I've got a question. Yeah. If you've, like me, Mm -hmm. done NaNoWriMo, you know, a few times. A couple. Maybe you've done it once. Maybe you've done it twice. Maybe this was your 16th time doing it. Your 15th. You never know. Uh, what, what do I do with all these novel drafts? Well, you can print them out individually on pieces of paper and fill your bathtub with them and take a bath of, <laughs> of your, of your novels. That's, that is certainly one suggestion. I guess it's like not quite as fun <laughs> as the Scroo- Scrooge McDuck coin pool. Cause it sounds like full of paper cuts, huh? Yeah, you could on that same vein, like paper, like wallpaper your oh, walls yeah. with all of your like... Un- unfinished novel drafts. You could print them out and use them to balance tables that maybe have one leg <laughs> too low. You could, you know, it's December. You probably have gifts to wrap. You could wrap yeah. all of your gifts. These in... are good ideas. Yeah, to I'm, use... I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys peek behind the curtain here for a second. Yeah. These are not the things I have in my notes <laughs> for this episode. This is all off the cuff, folks. The notes I have is, is how do you take the next step? And I didn't write what the next step was. Well, lucky for you, I have some ideas. Okay, for if you're share. If you're not trying to just wallpaper your house with all of your unfinished novel attempts, mm-hmm. here are some actual things you can do with all Please. of those novels. So, I mean, the first next step, you know, yes. what's next? You've written a novel. Congratulations. You've done NaNoWriMo. You yeah. should just take a moment to sit in that and be proud of yourself that you've done a thing. Yes. You have gone one step further than most people ever will with the idea that they've had in their head for a book. Thank you. You have done that. Thanks. That is awesome and important. I feel like you're talking to me. It's very nice. <laughs> I'm talking to you and I'm talking to everyone listening because yes. everybody deserves that moment. And then we advocate this a lot. You should take a break. Yeah. You know, whether you're, whether, I mean, this is relevant from last week's episode, whether you only wrote 50,000, whether you finished the book, like wherever you're at, you should take some kind of break. Yeah. If you didn't finish the book, you should 
come up with a plan for how you're going to finish the book. Mm -hmm. You should, you know, decide... I have this momentum from NaNoWriMo and I'm just going to keep writing. I want to finish it. That's awesome. If you can do that. Yeah. If you can't, you know, figure out how long your break is going to be and then kind of figure yeah. out. Is it like, a week so you can like just nap? Is it just you're going to wait through the holidays because it's yeah. going to be busy and you're going to pick it back up with a New Year's resolution? Yeah. So I think that, you know, there's no wrong answer to this. The answer could also be I'm going to wait five years and forget about it and then come back to it. Hopefully that's not ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what you're going to do. But it's a very realistic possibility. Definitely what I've done so many times. But I do think coming up with whatever your goal is for how you're going to finish this book, mm -hmm. getting to the end of a first draft is very important. Mm -hmm. Then I think you should take another break. Whenever mm -hmm. you get to the end of the book, you should, you know, Put it on a shelf for a minute so that you can come back to it with objective eyes. And again, whether that's a month or a year, that's kind of up to you. That's a good point. It could be longer because you could you could get into another phase of your life in which you're working on another project. I would say um, it is more important that you continue just writing in general yes. than it is that you continue just writing on that project. I mean, I think we would encourage you to pick that project back up if it needs to be finished or edited, but really take a break, but don't feel like that break has to be not writing. Yeah, exactly. So then I encourage you to find some way to read the whole thing. I am not good at this because I tend to read like in my Scrivener file and then mm -hmm. want to immediately start editing. Yeah. I think there are a few ways to do this. You can print it out. Mm -hmm. Don't wallpaper your house with it. Just, you know, maybe put yeah, it in I a little binder. Not a bath. <laughs> I did when I was at college, I think... The, so the printer, you had a certain amount of copies you could print for free every year. And I never printed that much. So I printed my novel out oh, yeah, at I the printer totally, at school. Totally used to print my novel at yeah. work. So if you go to school or have a printer that won't get you fired to use at work, you should print your novel out. Yeah. And you used to um, put it like on your Kindle or something. Yeah. Right? So actually a more environmentally friendly version of this is you can... Um, uh, you can get EPUB converter. So even if you have a PDF or you, I, I don't know, Scrivener, I think allows you to export an EPUB version. I think so. And then um, there is a way to export it to your Kindle. And so I'd actually really support reading on your Kindle because it'll be formatted somewhat like a real novel. You don't, you can't edit it. Um, the only thing you can't really, actually, you know what, this is good. You can't read like redline it. You can't, yeah. you can't take a red pen to it. So in a way it's actually better because you don't feel the temptation for this first read through to mark it up. And I do think that, like you said, reading it on an e-reader does make it feel a little bit more like a yeah. real book, which adds like a level of legitimacy that can be hard to trick yourself into having for your own writing. Yep. Or you could do a PDF on an iPad. Yeah. Like get really getting it into an uneditable format is going to be the the way you need to go. But that isn't to say that you can't like take notes. No. I think that's the important true. thing is you shouldn't edit as you read because you really do need to take a step back and kind of have that um that sort of like mm -hmm. t uh hundred yard view so you can kind of look at the whole thing as a project. Um because I think when you're writing it you're kind of in the weeds on specific parts and like sentence, like turn a phrase, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So I would encourage you to print it out, put it in a PDF, put it on your Kindle, whatever, and then maybe have a notebook where you're yeah. just jotting down like, oh I need to fix this or like, oh this character yeah. was introduced twice or you know Although I still recommend doing a first read through and maybe it's just because I'm a fast reader reader that is a read-through that is 
as if you are the reader. Like, putting That's yourself fair. in the audience mind and just reading it through and, and just feeling it and feeling the pacing and not trying to think about what needs to be changed. I mean, I'm not a fast reader and... Like, there are a lot of people whose time is limited. If you can kind of do two two birds with one stone kind of thing where you read it, you jot down some, like, high-level notes, and then you can go back through and start to really, like, go into the editing process, which I'm not going to... We're not going to go too deep into that because I want this to be an approachable way to figure out what to do with all your novel drafts. (laughs) This is really just, like, the read it through, make sure it's something you still want to work on, figure out what, like, the big issues are that you're going to have to tackle in editing, but don't actually start editing. I love, actually, I love that you brought up reading things through because sometimes I mention that I write so that I can read my own writing. Yeah. Which I don't mean it to sound like full of myself. It's just like these are stories that I wanted out there. I love going back and reading my old stories sometimes. Yeah. If you don't like reading your story, then like other people might not like reading your story. Yeah. And- I know that some people really get down on, like, their own work and, and think that, like, oh, nothing I do is good enough. Like, it can be awkward. But it's, like, you really should be entertained by your own writing. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing, like, a good goal to do after Nano is to take time to celebrate your work in yeah. whatever way that is. So, okay. If you are, so when you're trying to figure out kind of what you do after you read it, I I do think editing is the next step. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to edit. There's a lot of different methods. There's a lot of different ways to sort of make that time in your life. I don't want to go too in depth on that. Nano does have some really good resources in terms of the now what months. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you get the nano emails, I'm sure you get the now what month emails. If you're anything like me, you probably ignore them. (laughs) Yeah. Not because they're not great, but because, you know, I'm just usually not ready yeah for that kind of thing but they do have some really good resources in terms of like now what what do you do with your next novel drafts how do you get back into editing i think the important next step no no matter how you decide to edit um and in what form you should find a way to get your novel to a point where you would feel comfortable showing it to someone Mm -hmm. and whether that's uh you know just showing it to like your one of your um close friends or Mm -hmm. a spouse or partner or a writing writing group yeah exactly like you know a safe a safe environment where they know this is an early draft and they and you know you're kind of looking for like high level feedback does this work is the motivation right like that kind of structural stuff Mm -hmm. um I think people are scared. I definitely have been scared in the past to show work that's rough because oh yeah, people are not used to reading books that haven't been like heavily professionally edited because mm-hmm. that is how things get published. Um, and it's it's really hard not to compare yourself to a book that has been heavily professionally edited. Um, So if you have someone in your life that you think would um, understand that and know that, you know, this is a work in progress and it's really important to get that Mm -hmm. kind of feedback, look for, like, identify who those people are in your life and find a way to get your writing to a point where you would feel comfortable sharing it with them. Yeah, for me, I think a lot of that really is taking out or fixing typos or grammar, like really getting it just so it can be read smoothly Yeah, more so than making it, like, final perfect because chances are when you edit or rewrite you're going to have to make some larger changes in terms of and I wouldn't worry structure. about prose yeah. even necessarily because so much of that is going to change in these like major mm-hmm. edits that your book is going to have to go yeah. through um you know don't worry so much about like the actual prose itself and more on like the skeleton of the story like mm-hmm. you know I often will like halfway through have a character and motivation totally change yeah and so it's like well I would want to go back and fix the beginning so that like that 
arc goes yes. smoothly before I would show it to someone because I the things that I know are going to be the obvious feedback yeah. I want to fix. Yeah, like there's times where it's like, oh, I just said she had a sister and then never brought it up again yes. because I thought it was going to be a thing and it wasn't. Things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that that can be a really scary step, but I think one of the most important beta readers, editor, whatever, and then put it out self-published, mm-hmm. um, those paths kind of diverge on what the next steps are. Um, but that's kind of it. Basically, once you finish your novel, there's like a rinse and repeat cycle of like polish, send to readers, get feedback, implement feedback, mm-hmm. polish, send to readers, get feedback, implement feedback. Then as many times as it takes to kind of feel like you've worked out all the kinks. Um, and then it's just kind of figuring out how you want to get it out there. And I'm definitely distilling this down to something that oh, yeah. sounds much easier than it is. I have very much not done this with my own you know, mm-hmm. nano novels. Um, but there is a pretty clear cut path for what you can do with these drafts. Or and this is very exciting to think of because I just finished a draft of my novel. So I'm ready to like take it and go on one of these paths. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's not to say that, you know, you're doing it wrong if your drafts just sort of sit on your hard drive, because my drafts have very much sat on my hard drive. Oh, yeah. In fact, some of them I have lost. I'm very honest about the fact that I don't know where some of my old nanos are. I mean, they are not gone forever, but I would have to go back to my parents and search through some hard drives and figure out how to mount them and, Mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, not even every nano novel project is worth even putting down this project. Oh, not even not even close. This process. That's a good um, point. I mean, you do have to spend the time to think, like, is this something I want to finish and publish? Like, yeah. we've always said, keep writing no matter what, but whether you're writing on this project or another one is a decision you get to make. Yeah, because sometimes you'll get to the end of NaNo, you'll finish a project, you'll look at it, and you'll be like, that didn't really work, but I learned, you know, X, Y, Z throughout the process. Oh, it yeah. was great practice. Um, and now I'm going to go back to one of these other projects that I think has, yeah. like, you know, stronger legs. Or, like, I just wrote this because it was fun. There's a project I worked on this NaNo that I did because it was fun. Mm -hmm. And it took my mind off of the very serious novel that I was trying to finish. Yeah. And on the other hand, I have a novel, my um, Renaissance Fair book, that I've worked on for two separate NaNos. one of which was seven years ago. (laughs) And I'm still not done with, like, a a draft of that book that I'd show people. Um, Exactly. So it's it's possible you could even be, like, I I need to, like, rewrite this for a future nano. Yeah. Gosh, I need to get looser about what I'm willing to show people. Yeah. It's it's something that's really hard, and maybe in the future we'll do an episode just specifically about sharing your work, because it is, I think, one of the scariest things you can do as a writer. I think one of the things we should talk about, and maybe this is a like a post um, nano season um, episode, but just sort of gaining confidence yeah. in your skills and gaining confidence yeah. as a writer. Um, because often people like things more than I think they're going to when I show, when I do That's show my writing. Point. Yeah. Um, but I'm always afraid, like, you know, I have a much easier time showing like short stories or something Yeah. because sure. I can kind of get it to a point where it feels like a complete yeah. thing. But so many of my novels are so messy. Yeah. You feel like you don't have full control over it. So it's like showing someone this like wild beast that's growing in all these different directions. And you're like, oh, I'm trying to, it, you know, like a good, anal- or, um, a good, parallel that I could kind of relate this to is like, you know, you can um, very easily do a Zoom call with someone where you have made your background look really nice and like, you know, it's all decorated and it's wonderful. And that's kind of like sharing a short story. Whereas like 
often inviting someone into your home in the middle of a pandemic is like, oh God, like don't open that closet door. I'm so sorry. I haven't vacuumed in like six weeks. There's a typo over there on the ground. Some of the food in the fridge has moldy. Like there's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's a lot more like vulnerable, personal. You're kind of in my space. Like this isn't ready for people. (laughs) I always get scared that I were to share a novel with someone and they just wouldn't read the whole thing or they'd get bored or it would. So yeah, we'll have a follow-up episode about sharing your writing because at the end of the day, a lot of us write so we can read our own writing because it's fun, because we can learn for lots of different reasons to grow our skills. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of us do want our writing to be seen by other people. But I I will say that it's okay if that isn't your goal. Absolutely. I mean, that's my goal hasn't always 100% been trying to publish or get writing out there. Like, I just really enjoy writing, but I'm really excited because a short story of mine is about to be published in The Mistletoe Paradox by 84th Street Press, and I've never had anything published like that before. Um, if, like, if we haven't mentioned that or if you aren't sure what that is, that's the um, publishing company that uh, myself and a few friends made during the pandemic. Yes, and Christina's also published in it. I'm very excited because I've not had stuff published and people aren't haven't read my stuff. So it's wild it's, having I'm people come up and tell me that they like read my story and they loved it has been incredible. Um, I can't wait. So just as like an extra sort of I don't know encouragement, yes. I have really never shared my writing with anybody and have n- had nothing but positive feedback from Aww. having put out my first short story anthology uh, and you know having people read my story. It's been great. I think it's also a good thing to remember not to compare yourself and your writing too much to other people or other published writers, because we've noticed Christina and I have very different writing styles and Mm -hmm. we're different writers. And it doesn't mean that any of our stories are better or worse than each other. It just means that they're different. You know, there's like so many different readers out there. Yeah. And your story is going to be perfect for someone and my story is going to be perfect for somebody else. And that's great because those are two different people who need stories. Absolutely. So I hope this was helpful. I think so. I mean, I definitely still have 15, now 16 (sighs) novel drafts sitting on my hard drive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe someday I'll follow my own advice. Yeah. I I just want to go back and read reread my novels so <laughs> that's good that's that's good i'm glad yeah um thank you guys so much for listening i hope that this was a, a good nano season for you yeah i hope that you know if not this year's novel maybe you can think back to one of the ones you've written in a prior year and come up with a plan for yourself like mm-hmm. what a, come up with your like you know five-step plan for what you want to do yeah. next with one of your novel drafts and let us know because yeah. i'm curious how people kind of approach the I guess the now what month. Yeah, I mean, December is a good month for planning what to do next, but not doing anything. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) So you can send us that plan on Twitter at HowToWinNano. We'd love to hear what you're going to do next with your writing, um, you know, as we go into a new year. Yeah, and as we, over the next year, we'll probably pop in an episode here or there, but as we plan for our next season please email us at um, howtowinano at gmail.com and send us any episode ideas you might have because a lot of our episodes this season were made from our audience suggestions. Yeah, we've also gotten a lot of great ideas from um, our community on our Discord. If you mm-hmm. want to come hang out in the How to Win Nano Discord, you can check the info of this episode or a link to it is pinned um, in our top post on Twitter. We'd love to have you come write with us and hang out. We plan on being active in it all year round. Hopefully mm-hmm. other people want to hang out with us otherwise 
otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we'll be so. lonely. Because it's a really, really fun community, and I've gotten close to all the people there. Like, I just think they're fun and funny, and I like writing with them. I've learned, I, I've mentioned this on the Discord, but I have learned so much young person slang. Oh, yeah, we're old, if none of you knew. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that old. Okay, we're, but we're in our 30s. In my mind, I have convinced myself that every single person on our Discord but me is 23. Yeah. So I have learned a lot of, like, Gen Z slang, and it's been great. So thank you all it. for the educational experience this past month. Thanks for keeping us young. <laughs> um, and you can also check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash howtowinnano. Uh, our community there has been really awesome. And mm-hmm. just another thanks to them for helping us get new equipment this year and helping us bring this podcast to the next level because yeah. it's been really fun. And now we sound great and we can do fun things like... Yeah. Yeah. Soundboard. <laughs> Instantly makes us sound funnier. Thank you so much, patrons. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, since we're nearing the end of the season, I think we have one more episode one planned more for you episode, guys. One more episode, yeah. But now would be a great time, if you haven't already, to give our podcast five stars, if you think it deserves five stars, and leave us a rating, because it's one of the best ways to help people discover, um, you know, what we're doing here, and we love reading the reviews, because they make us feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, we've read every single one of the reviews, and yeah, thank you so much for writing them, if you have. Uh, now it's December, so I'm gonna go, like, take a bubble bath or something. Yeah, I got some Netflix to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, keep keep writing. That's, I like the, the, um, applause one. It doesn't, like... It doesn't like fade, fade off. That's on or so off. awkward. I, know. I I was like, why do you keep pressing it? You have that to makes like sense. make it. <laughs>